There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, my talkers, happy hump, hump, hump day. Lori is back from vacation. How is it going, Lori and Julia? Champions. Pretty good. I had to come in, though, and watch the end of our pickleball match, Julia, because I was not, I'm not going to call it a fugue state, because I'm not sure what that is, but I never knew the score. I know. I felt like I was just in a little bubble, and it was just me and you. Yep. And every time you would like, you said something to me. To be, you I said t- the exact same thing. Did, it was it? See, I don't even remember that every time because my paddle's up. Yeah. I said, "Relax, you've got, got this. it." Yes, just you were, it was fun. so. The nice encouragement was gave me strength. <laughs> that in the fireball, the little tiny shot of fireball. Yeah, that we helps. Did. Lori didn't know that that's a pickleball thing. I didn't know that we either. We all have a little fireball in our bags. Yeah. Oh. So anyway, and I and I just and I just my most vivid memory is Steve looking like a wolf in short shorts. Oh. <laughs> okay, ready to slam a ball at me. Yes. If he could, because he even dubbed me the weak link, and I agreed. <laughs> yeah. I was the weak link, but the weak link got some bonding from the crowd from you. Some lucky breaks, and I mean, it was like a Cinderella Rudy finish. It it was, and it was so <laughs> quiet you could hear a pin drop. So you haven't even experienced. It. I went back and watched it too because I don't. I just remember watched it. it today. I'm at surprised. A, at thirteen thirteen, Brooke pulled it up for me. She <laughs> said, "You gotta watch this," and I said, "I am a nervous wreck, and I know what happens." Oh, <laughs> I know what, but it it's it's you know the streaming is still available, and just watching the streaming with. With having you know Phil Mackey and Mike Ganger and Rocco and Brittany, the play by they were good. They were so funny and good. It was really good. I watched it and I kind of thought like, all right, there's my Wimbledon moment. Yeah, you know, but it really is fun. And congratulations to you. You really, and as Bradley said it, you got better during our match. <laughs> Um, which I, I no really, <laughs> no, you really did. And we got to give a shout out to the pickleball chicks, C-H-I-X, of course. They, well, they, were, our, they were the golden ticket. They did. Annie said to me, she said, just remember how slow that ball comes to you and you have time. It's I when always, you hurry it that you make mistakes. You hit it in the net. You hit it out of bounds. So I was just like, in my mind, I was slowing everything down so that I felt confident that I could return it without... Doing something, you know. You did well. Yeah. So you anyway, did well, and that's the truth. And for other people who are playing pickleball and learning, um, yeah, is I'm that, gonna have to be a pickleballer. Are you gonna do it? You still have one of my rackets. 
I don't have any of your rackets. I never used your rackets. I turned up my nose at your rackets. I, I know, used Pickleball Annie's rackets. Oh, okay. That's well, I, I lost, you've lost a racket. Who? It could be at the lost and found at Lucky Shots. No, it's probably with somebody who it was, was visiting my car. Oh, yeah. Oh. Hmm. yeah. Those visitors. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but, Lori, I was, there's a picture of you, and this is just where my social media tolerance like ended. Mm-hmm. But there's a picture of you standing, like looking so game on, ready, with two hands on the paddle at the net. And I just thought, something you never thought you'd see ever. Right. Because you hated me talking about pickleball yeah, for yeah, as long yeah. as I have. And you're like, yeah, whatever. I don't want to talk about it. And you bring I forget up, I'm competitive, I guess. Oh, yeah. And you'd bring up everything. Oh, the orthopedics are happy. Oh, these guys are happy. These guys are yeah, happy. Yeah. You played. Hardcore for three days and didn't get injured. No, I, yeah, I know. And you know what? I remember my dad would always tell me about doing something new. He'd always say, just be coachable. That's what oh, everybody that's, wants. You got to be coachable that. if you're going to try anything new. I love it. So, just like it. when I bought a motorcycle as a divorce present and I didn't know how to ride. Well, the last time I'd written Grant was a Honda 70. Okay. Okay. It's yeah. like sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. And there then behind go. my dad, and yeah. he's just like, the Harley guys are going to just coach you. You're very coachable. Just do what they say. So I kind of felt like my dad was, That's you know, sweet. yeah. That's yeah. Sweet. In yeah. case he was beaming oh. at you. He couldn't have been more <laughs> proud of you. It was something. It was yeah. really sweet. He was so sweet. And then literally you and I are like, thank God it's over. Drop, drop her pal. And you pick me up. Oh, I did. have never done that in our life. <laughs> I'm so grateful that you didn't drop me. No, you, I, I, it was it, was, it so, was easy to pick you up. I couldn't oh, believe it. I even did. I, my, yeah, I was so excited. I, I you you were very pick upable, Julia. You guys, thank you, Jeff. Think, uh, Jeff will agree. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but my that gosh. That was fun. And, and you haven't been home to talk about the glory. Um, no, no, I haven't. It so really it was just fun. I was and just I think a, it was the finish for the audience. Yeah. It was a nail brighter. Literally. It was Rudy. <laughs> it was Rudy it was in pickleball Rudy. form. Yeah. Rudy. Rudy slash Cinderella. Rudy. <laughs> it was something. You guys. And, uh, you know, yeah, it was just, I told my mom about it. and We watched a few things, but there wasn't much posted yet because probably everyone was tired. But my mom was just like, that is so good. You know, you're. You're athletic, and I'm like, I'm not really, but okay. <laughs> you were that you really night. did great. Yeah. yeah. It was so, fun. Raised a lot of money. No kidding. Amazing. Raised so much money. Thank yeah. you, everybody. And yeah. I was, went through over the weekend and read because the donations were still open and and just honored that. What a turnaround for you and I that yeah. we got to represent SAVE. Yeah. Suicide Awareness, Voices of Education, and it's SAVE.org for more information. I. I feel like my nephews were sitting on my shoulders and I did something good with their suicide. Isn't it? You know, it? something positive. Really? Yeah. Really? And, and I just my felt... sisters were both like just delighted. Oh, I'm so glad. And, you know, because that has always been their thing is that oh, nobody talks to us about our boys anymore, so, you know. So, yeah. It's a big deal, Lori. And when I went out to Seattle, both my sisters were in Cabo. With they some were? of my nieces and nephews. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then the ones who were left behind, my brother, his husband, another niece, they all had COVID. All right. So they all got COVID. So you were cozy with mama. I was cozy with my mom. And uh, we did go over to Whidbey Island to see my Auntie Claudia, my mom's sister. And I, I just got to give a shout out to the caregivers. We never really 
probably talk about caregivers and I don't think that they make like huge dollars. They're there because they really are empaths and really care about their people. And my uncle is, he's the full-time caregiver, but he has caregivers who come in and help my aunt. They're amazing. Yeah. I'd met Hannah in June and she's still around. I mean, they're just wonderful. So just a, you know, shout out to, we always, you know, recognize military and Firefighters and police and and teachers, but the they're amazing. They are, and there's a a lot of people that are relying on Mm -hmm. the care of others. So thank goodness. So you know, my aunt is still she had a stroke. She had a stroke. Global aphasia. That's speech. Yeah, she can sing and she can say a few phrases, and we managed to have some real belly laughs despite not being able to talk. It's amazing. And then had some tears, you know, because I really miss talking to my auntie. And um, but we had wine, and we I stayed over at the Saratoga Inn on Whidbey Island, the big thing on Whidbey, because Julia, you know, you went there this spring. I did, and I stayed there. All of the brown bunnies. Have died. Well, oh. somebody's got to somewhere. Why? Some kind of bunny rabbit virus hit oh. the island this summer. And I guess in all around the island, they had like drop boxes for the bunnies. Oh, stop. Not even kidding you. That and that they want the voters to authorize a pool. Uh, those are the two <laughs> they big They should have a pool there. On Whidbey. Those they are the should. two big <laughs> things. Well, it's an island. It's you an know, island. I they should it. have a pool because that ocean, it's hard to... I mean, there's... It's cold. Uh, and it's apparently crazy. the government has money that they've made available to communities that don't have pools. People want to be able to have their kids learn how to swim. It's hard to learn how to swim in the ocean. Totally, and it's cold. That's it's you're cold. right there. It's yeah. cold. So those were the two big things. And I, my uncle told me as much as he knew about the bunnies. But to summarize, he said we're really keeping our fingers crossed that two or somewhere, or somebody's got it. But they were like, just you'd see them all over the island. Oh, isn't that sad? Yeah. Well, you know, big velvety. Yeah, they look like velvet but, chocolate bunnies. Oh, like no. I mean, yeah. So that—that's that a weird, random thing happening to the bunnies, and of course, that's it, where pickleball started. Bainbridge Island. Oh, Bainbridge. You're right. Yes. You're right. I was yes. wrong about that. You're yes. right. So anyway, but the mutti is good, and we good. had fun. And she, uh, when she dropped me off at the airport, she said, "Lori, the car won't quit getting gear." And I said, "Mutti, turn the car on." <laughs> you know, it's like four thirty <laughs> in the morning. It's very dark. And then as she's driving away, she doesn't have the lights on. Oh, and no. I'm like, oh, no. And she calls me when she gets home. It was so dark on oh, the way no. home. I said, your lights were on. Oh, no. <laughs> Doesn't she have a car where you can leave them on all the time? <laughs> she probably knocked it because I put the seat so far back and I drove to the airport and she put it forward oh, and probably knocked it. Yeah. it. I mean, it was 4.30 yeah. in the morning. No one is thinking clearly. No. No. All right, listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler of Tressler Law. We have a question from one of our listeners. She was told she needs to split everything 50-50. Is this true? It's not that black and white. Our law says that there will be a fair and equitable distribution of the marital estate. Your marital estate talks about what you own and what you owe. Most cases, equitable usually means equal, but there can be facts in certain circumstances under which one party's awarded more assets or one party's awarded more debts. It's really a case-by-case basis, and that's why you 
really need to come in and talk to an attorney about what your particular case entails. So what does that mean for her house and her 401k? Again, it's really a case-by-case -case basis. And remember, dividing things equally, even if you're doing that, doesn't mean you're necessarily splitting every single asset. So there's lots of different ways to do it, depending on what people want, what their goals are, and how you can reach resolution. That's really good information. I bet a lot of other listeners want to know this. For your free one-hour divorce consultation, go to TresslerLaw.com or use my talk keyword divorce. Just my own. Oh, dolly, dolly, dolly. So my mom and I get Not home from fun. Whidbey Island yesterday afternoon, you know, leaving the island at uh, 145 to try and get through Seattle before the traffic clock traffic starts. Because that city is bogged down by bogged, traffic. Bogged. They really have issues there. But uh, we get home and what's been delivered? A, 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 a birthday present my brother sent my mom and it was it's called behind the seams my life in rhinestones and it came out yesterday yeah we posted the cover of it on our show links yesterday this book is incredible it is an absolute if you have a dolly fan in your life this is the gift you're going to give them for hanukkah or christmas or birthday or whatever it is 450 photos and when i say vivid photos i mean vivid i mean they show and the way she organized the book was uh you know basically starting at the beginning of her career but also you know her album covers her shoes, she does a whole uh, thing about all of her designers that she worked with. Um, Bob Mackey, um, Judy Lang, who else did she work with? Anne Roth, who was in the Barbie movie. Remember the yes, older lady yes, at the yes, bus stop? Yes, yes, uh, Lucy Adams, and then also Stacia Lang was in the book with one photo of a dress. Now, I loved this that Dolly, you know, she probably had to, if there's 450 photos of dresses and shoes and wigs, there's probably, you know, another 450 that she had to leave behind. In her deep, deep closet. Yeah. And, but Stacia Lang, she met her some, Stacia wrote her a letter after she did some designing for Prince yep. and just said, you and Prince have something in common. You're both one word stars. You're both have a sense of what fashion fits you and you're both small in nature stature. And I know how to work with that. And Dolly was working with and kind of sent her a brush off letter and then had the opportunity to work with Stacia. And so one of the photos in the dress is this overlay beaded gown that Stacia Lang. And then there's a little story about how she and Dolly talked about how much Dolly and Prince were alike in what they loved for fashion. They both found fashion basically in the unexpected. Okay, and, love that. And dressing to their strengths, like Prince always had a boot that f f matched his pant, so he would look taller. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You know, and Dolly does all these 
lengthening techniques, techniques, visuals. And so it was just the power of wigs, her wig chapter. I was just delighting in it. And then there's photos of her and how she got started. But a lot of the people she works that are her glam, they have been together for, you know, 30 years, 40 years. Um, She's lost some dear people to, you know, AIDS. But it's a very personal, uh, chatty. Her niece helped her and Dolly hired an archivist uh, maybe 30 years ago. Oh, I love To keep her stuff organized. And um, just, it it was just absolutely um, wonderful. And it's pink. And I just said, oh, my gosh, Mom, I don't know how you're going to hold this book. You're going to have to it's get a It's a coffee table book, isn't it? You just look at it. And but there's all these personal stories so with you everything. Read it. Oh, yeah. But that's like the old school way of reading. You have that pillow that is slanted that you put on top of you. I still use a pillow to read our hardcover books yeah. because they're too heavy. So I just lay it there yeah. and it's just perfect to go through it. Oh, it was just, I, I was just like, oh, my gosh. So this is, this is the second book of her trilogy that's going to be come out so the first one was um song teller my life in lyrics in 2020 this one is is all fashion behind the scenes my life in rhinestones and the next one we're hoping my life in words my story well you know she did say um did you guys know she's going to play at the Dallas yes. Cowboy Thanksgiving? And it's brilliant That's because it's a day that the family's together, and now there's something for everybody else who's not. And a her football rock and fan. roll album is out. I mean, this yeah. is the power of Dolly. I mean, yep. I know that Taylor and Beyonce are having amazing years, but it is good still to be Dolly. I mean, my goodness, it's always good to be Dolly. It always, and her, uh, her upcoming album Rockstar is in November, and so it's just exciting for us. But. She is working on a musical about her life that will be on Broadway, oh. she hopes, in 2025. Oh, she was going to do a biopic, and she said, um, and then I was like, no, everybody's doing a biopic. I'm going back to Broadway now that it's open, so I'm hoping to have my show there spring of 2025. That's my aim. She has been working on it for 20 years, and she had it ready, and then COVID happened and then she just went back to the uh uh i'm kind of glad i mean she's just so you know joyful she's joyful Joyful. she's positive she's upbeat she's generous she's caring she's funny yes and this book is your eyes will be very very full if you're a fashion girly girl or a guy who loves like looking at fashion the stories and the photos i love that incredible I think for you and I, we always remember what we wore, not so much what we said or what else happened. Yes. But for us with fashion, if you're into fashion. And Dolly has a thing yeah. on her, all of her award show outfits, which she wore to this and that. So you see, in some cases, you know, picture of the dress and then her in it. Love it. And kind of how she got Do to. Do we know her measurements? Is that anywhere in she, that book? I don't think she shares the measurement, Jeez. but I really uh, loved when she went through her gingham and denim phase. <laughs> <laughs> she looks those, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because of watching the Beverly Hills Hillbillies and watching What's Her Name, you know, or maybe even um, Marianne on Gilligan's Island. But there's something kind of very all-American sort of sexy with that gingham denim thing. And then, totally. and then you add in her, you know, amazing 
cleavage. Well, the, ging- the gingham look is for puppies. Remember, she made the whole dog yes. line. So that's the vill- She's just on. She's just. And I saw her Duncan Hines. She's got uh, more cake. Don't talk to Dread us lines. about the cake that you've never made for us. <laughs> I know. I'm good. You made it. me give to you a year ago. You shamed me. I'm going to make it this way. I know you're lying. I know look, I'm not. But you're looking me right in the face. I'm going to make the banana cake. Okay, you need pudding and heavy whipping cream. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> I love I'm gonna, it. We're going to hold you to it. We are holding you to hold that Hold me one. to it. All right. Hey, gang. It's Julia here from Minneapolis Anti-Aging and Skin Clinic, affiliated with Minneapolis Plastic Surgery. And lo and behold, I was just there today. And um, it was my first time getting um, Botox there since way back in the day. And I, I worked with Brittany, who... Honest to Pete, you know, she was so gentle. It didn't hurt. I had work done around my lips, my neck. I just, I love it when it, you know, people have a gentle hand and know what they're doing and so confident. She's brilliant. I was just delighted. And, you know, now that it's kind of fall and the winter, you're not going to be in the sun so much. Schedule yourself for a broadband light or BBL treatment. It's a great way to get rid of skin damage, sunspots, fine line wrinkles on this face, neck, and chest. And you do need to not be in the sun every day to have this be effective and to work. So perfect, perfect timing. Go in. You're going to love them. They do all the most wonderful things. They're great staff. MPLSSkin.com for more information. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We are really delighted to have in studio with us Joseph Pfeiffer and Greta Grosch. And um, their faces will be very familiar to a lot of you around the Twin Cities. And um, Joseph, you met Loreen here, my Lori, on Grand <laughs> Avenue in front of a coffee shop one I day did. along quite a while ago. Can you tell everybody what happened? <laughs> I can. And then we'll get to what's and going on. Just a little bit. My name's Joseph Pfeiffer St. James. James. Oh, St. Yes. James. Yes. Thank you. So my husband's name was Paul Pfeiffer. And mm. we were at... A coffee shop on Grand Avenue like 20 years ago. Yeah, right when we we started on on the air. And Paul had found you guys on the air, and he would tell me about you, but I hadn't heard. And we're sitting there, and I am completely hungover. (laughs) It's like 10 o'clock in the morning or 11 o'clock. I feel it was the caribou on Grand. And And I do this funny operatic happy birthday where I hit all kinds of... Fabulous notes. Some call them fabulous, not mm-hmm. others. Maybe he just tries to hit all the notes. I tried to hit yes. all the notes, and so I did it for you. And Paul right recognized like my voice. Yes, his back was to you. And yes, he, went, he turned around. Turned around. Yeah, and then I kept calling you Julia. Yes, that was. And then all he right. got mad at me. Yeah, <laughs> and, and she came into work. I, oh, and she's like, like Julia, you wouldn't Julia. believe what somebody happened to me recognized Avenue. me, and they sang opera happy birthday to me. It was so exciting. We've made it. Yeah, yeah, no. Kidding. And then it was like they're two fabulous gay guys. Once the gay guys have found you, the rest of the people will follow. She exactly. did. That That's was my works. theory. She oh, did. So. And then we had cocktails together at another place in St. Paul because we ran into each other. Yeah. And we one did. time you and and Casey and. Mm-hmm. Auntie, what was your auntie? Auntie Catherine. Auntie Marlene, Marlene, Marlene and auntie Paul Marlene. and I were the only five people in a theater. Yes. <laughs> I love like that. Our afternoon movies. We did. I love that. <laughs> well, we're, we're so glad to have you with us today because you're going to be, you're here talking about a very special event. Well, the oh, last yeah. time we saw you was, was it two years ago on the air? When yeah. you were on? Yeah. Two years oh. ago. Yeah. Well, right. and. Um, Can you share with people your story, please? Sure. Yeah. Um, in June of. 2022, my husband, who suffered from mental illness and conquered mental illness, functioning in life and mm-hmm. good job and a good marriage, and and he was murdered by our mentally ill neighbor, um, not connected in any way, shape, or form. 
And that was June 12th of 2021. In front of you. I was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, I wasn't facing it, but I heard it all and I whipped around and then mm-hmm. there it was. And I think that was he God saving over. me from with that. With the car. Yeah. He ran him over with his mm-hmm. car. He aimed for him and ran him mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul was uh, walking uh, to the mailbox. Um, so when I've looked at that spot before, I thought, so Paul saw him coming yeah Mm -hmm. and it was it was horrendous Uh, my life blew up and um i didn't know if i was going to be able to go on it was just really really horrendous and then i found out that the gentleman that hit paul and killed him and i call him a gentleman on purpose Mm -hmm. because he was sick very 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 sick he still is I don't ever want to be in the same room with this with this guy, mm-hmm. but um, I've started doing advocacy work for the mentally ill, and I have to include him mm-hmm. in the people that I advocate for. I've had this this fa- fantasy or this dream that I could someday meet and join with his loved ones because I've seen them on our Zoom hearing calls, mm-hmm. and I thought they probably thought, "Oh my gosh, he probably did. He finally did it because he wasn't getting the care that he deserved." Mm-hmm. And so someday, hopefully, I'd like to be able to join with them and ask them to join this cause with me. Mm-hmm. And you talk about that he fell through the gap. He fell through the gap. And explain what the gap is to people and what you've done about the gap. I will. The um, The gap is patients would get released provisionally from the hospital. Lots Me- of times. Mentally ill patients. Mentally ill patients. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Provisionally. If you take your medication, if you go to your appointments, um, that kind of thing. And they would just get released with no follow-up whatsoever. Well, and I'm not a medical person, but, I, you know, Paul trained me on some of this stuff with his mental illness. And I am convinced that not wanting to take your medication is a symptom of the illness. Yes, yeah. yes it is. We know that from our auntie We do know. Yeah. And people, people would rather say mm-hmm. um, they're lazy or they don't care about their health. No, it's a symptom yeah. of their, their illness. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, they get released provisionally and then nobody follows up. Right. So, um, and because they're over 18 family members who know, may know mm-hmm. what's going on, have no rights. Right. Well, and like you've often said, not everybody with a mental illness commits a crime. Right. right. There are many people who commit crimes who are suffering from a mental illness. And the vast sh- majority hurt themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you said, with Christopher Rice, the man who killed Paul, he shouldn't have been out. He shouldn't have had access to a motor vehicle. Mm -hmm. I mean, this, but it's because he fell through this gap that you were talking about, that he was on this provisional release. And the day before, they had said that he needed to be in care. Yeah, and they put an order in, but it couldn't be addressed until Monday. Yeah. Give me a break. And Paul was killed on Saturday. Right. So um, we, I, I joined together with uh, some legislators, and um, we were having a hard time thinking the bill wouldn't pass. And my friends Lori and Julia had me on their show. Forgive me if I start to cry <laughs> yeah. during this. Aww. And um, that got us over the top. My talk listeners are so loyal. I yeah. love it. And they, they called are. their representatives, yeah. and it got us over the top. And the bill that was passed is? The, uh, <laughs> the Competency <laughs> Restoration Bill. And it has a number too. It was, mm-hmm. but I know when it was signed. It was signed on June thirteenth, twenty twenty-two, by the by Governor Walls, and I was there. And that was a year and a day after Paul wow. was killed. And this new piece of legislation says when people are released from hospital, they are mandatory. They have to follow up with them. 
They do. They, yeah. So what part of what the bill did was uh, create 120 forensic navigators for people that are released provisionally um, that are mentally ill. And the forensic navigator, this is my interpretation, nobody's official mm-hmm. interpretation. To me, it was like, it's kind of like a probation officer that isn't punitive, that is more caring and, yeah. and yes. medical. Yeah. yeah. So if I don't take my medication or I show up for my appointment and they suspect I'm not taking right. my medication or I don't show up for my appointment, my forensic navigator can have me yeah. put back in the hospital. Okay. Right. So they're le- released provisionally, but there's somebody to follow up on. Right. And you know what I think that is, is that's us. That's us assuming that mentally ill people have the same intrinsic value as every other human being. They deserve somebody to follow up on. They do. Because their symptoms keep them from getting, or their symptoms cause them to think they don't need to get well when they really do. Mm -hmm. And just, Mm -hmm. we're going to, we're going to take a break and come back. We We want to hear, we got enough time. time. Mm -hmm. I mean, just how that drive of yours to save others and to, work through your grief it is amazing what advocacy work kind of helps how it helps people work through their group mm-hmm. patty wetterling was on with us yesterday completely mm-hmm. different story but still her advocacy work you know helped her through the years save so many other children and have so many other laws put in place and things it's important what you did was really important and we're so grateful for you to do that because you're saving other people's lives and governor walls said that when he signed the bill you can watch it online so i've Mm -hmm. watched that whole Mm -hmm. thing and he said he is he continues to be impressed by the fortitude of minnesotans Mm -hmm. that we take tragedy and we try to turn it into something positive Mm -hmm. and it's i mean as you know historically i'm a church basement lady so (laughs) i celebrate the rural community and because this is a farm community that's what farmers do you know you take your tragedy your lost crop and you plant again the next year and it's part of sort of the culture of who we are as minnesotans if you're going to have a crop you've got to get out there and you've got to work and and it and that's part of who we are that's the culture of this community for better or worse it's like Pull That's yourself. what my talk listeners do too. Look at Project Out and Dirty that you just finished. Yeah. You know, you guys call to action mm-hmm. and they go. Yeah. It's amazing. And for yeah. you to be on the phone, and it was there were only three days left in the legislature session before right. your yeah. log up, our law got passed for everybody. And just that the my talk listeners took action, it, 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 it just warms our heart. I remember crying over this way when it happened, but yeah. I just. And here you are. You're a survivor. You're you're doing it, and you're thriving. You have a fun kind of show that we all get to go to, right? I and I'm involved and Lori, in it. I hope I'm Lori, not acting. And, and Lori's going to be there. I, I mean, know. you keep saying that, so I'm like, I think we need to revisit. Yeah, no, we, we need to write give something her for Lori. Huge part. No. Oh no. yeah, she likes memorizing dialogue. Dancing? No. No. <laughs> You so did have, we yeah. introduce Greta Grosh yet? No, no we're we're gonna, we Greta. are going to take a quick break. Okay. We're going to come back and we're going to talk to Greta Grosh, who's one of the church basement ladies. That's right. You guys are performers, and we're going to talk about this really cool event that's coming up that people will want to go to. So yeah. we're going to take yes. a quick break. This is Lori and Julia. My tech will be right back. 21 years. 21 years. 21 years. Oh, that's how that, long we've been Was our mic on? Because yeah, I'm saying, oh my gosh, it's a Grosh. Because Greta Grosh is with us, and I call yeah. her Grosh. And but she I goes, was like, how many people you've talked to, all the names <laughs> that you had to learn. Like, I mean, it's amazing. We, we were talking about Joseph's impact. But think of your impact. Oh, exactly. Well, like you, see, and he just, oh, she just did yeah, the thing okay. that she said. I know. You, you just did the for doing so, that earlier, Julia. So if you're just joining us, we're with Joseph Pfeiffer St. James and Greta Grosh. Grosh. 
and they have um have a foundation, the Paul James Pfeiffer Foundation. It's a foundation that supports advocacies for persons with mental illness. And you guys are having a fundraiser, fun cabaret show called Guts and Gratitude. A, a winner's, winner's cabaret. cabaret. <laughs> and Loreen has a starring role in it. And, I, I and, know, I hope not. And, and, Greta, and it's going to be on October 26th through October 29th at the theater called the North Garden Theater, which is on West Seventh between Randolph and Jefferson for us St. Paulites. We know exactly where it is. Mm -hmm. And so, Greta, you wrote. And we Mm -hmm. put up a link on our show page. Yes. So tell us what people can expect when they come to Guts and Gratitude. Yeah. So Joseph, you know, as he's been talking about his story and this story of grief, you know, losing your husband. And and Joseph, I know him from theater. And so he wanted to do this cabaret and and he asked me if I would help him put together. And I said, if I'm going to help you put together this tragic story, it has to be funny. Yeah. And you can't only sing high notes. Right. Because right. He's I'm still to- debating that one. But <laughs> 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 and, yeah. And it's even just the other. We're singing a uh, uh, song River Deep as part of it. And Joseph's like, can we repeat the chorus? And we're like. No. <laughs> Three different people in the rehearsal. No, I'm like, please, no. Because we sound so good. It's so fun. And we're like, so what? And then I will say to him at the beginning, he wants to sing all these high notes. And I go, there's still a lot of show left. Let's save some of that. <laughs> so we wanted to put together this story and um, and and honor the story and yes. the seriousness of it. But it has to be funny. And I said, it has to be theatrical. We need to do some scenes and how... And and so I needed to ask Joseph. I'm a writer, and um, as you mentioned earlier, I've written the Church Basement Ladies musicals, which and are so hysterical. It's always about thinking about how you want to tell the story, but remembering that the audience is an important part of this process, and it can't just be Joseph up there telling his story, right? Because nobody cares. And even when you talk <laughs> that must about, be hard to tell him. Yeah, Joseph comes to you. Well, Joseph. Um, you just can't tell it. No one cares. Well, it has to be one person story. She knew that if I just yeah. tried to tell it the way that I would, I yeah. would sing ballad after ballad after ballad <laughs> and had a high note. And, and talk about how sad I am. Yeah. And people right. would be like, this is depressing. Let's and it'll end here. on MacArthur's Park. Someone will take out in the rain. And so some of it, it's, the important thing is, and, and, and you were asking, am I still funny? And I was like, well, if my, it's my job. But the important thing is to engage the audience because you want them to feel something. You want them to be, become part of it. Yeah. And stand up. Comedians will tell you this. Lawyers will tell you this. The audience, you need to get them on board with you because you're all in this together. And so um, so from the beginning, Joseph has talked about like uh, grief and trauma. And I said, would there any be, be any value to having grief and trauma be characters? It's not you. You don't have to play one of those. Oh, good. <laughs> but I said, is there any value to having them sort of be funny? So right off the bat, we have grief and trauma who are like sort of Ursula from Little Mermaid, the Wicked mm-hmm. Witch coming and trying to get their talents in Joseph. And we're like, hey. <laughs> Hey, we're grief and trauma. And he's like, get out of here. So and right what away- I love about Greta Grosh is that what I was telling her was when this happened, I had two different lanes. I had grief because I missed Paul so much. Absolutely. And I had trauma because I witnessed his murder right. and I got tears. <laughs> Greta's like, okay, well, let's make them characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Enough of that. Yeah, and, he, like that. and he'd done this other thing where Joseph, because he, when we were talking about the gap, you know, like Carol Levin worked with him and they did all of this. And it yes. was, they came to interview him. And so Joseph was taking this writing class from Ron Peluso, who used to be the artistic director at the History Theater. And Joseph came to me with this scene that he'd worked on and it was like 12 pages <laughs> and it was every single thing that Joseph he didn't was have one high note though. thinking <laughs> and feeling and mm-hmm. I said 
do you mind if I just edit this a little bit? <laughs> and so we turned it into, it was when um, Carol Evan was coming to interview him. And so Joseph had made a charcuterie tray, as you do when you're being interviewed. Of course. And I was like, so can I put you in an apron? And we pl- we're playing the I Love Lucy theme. And, and so All it's good again- gay men serve hors d'oeuvres to the press. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was like, this has to be funny because we have to earn the right to then then have people feel the tragic loss. And, um, and, and, and we, can, we had rehearsal last night. There's a band. There are going to be dancers. There are backup singers. Because as Joseph said, the only way I know how to tell a story, meaning Joseph, is with a band and backup singers. And I was like, do we need feather boas? Yeah. Maybe. So we want it to be fun. And so that the audience has a great time. Because then, again, you earn the right to then talk about this tragic loss. Yeah. And everybody, like we were talking about, how many people know somebody with a mental illness? Right. How many people have have felt some sort of loss? And and we know what that feels like. So we're having so much fun with it. And periodically, Joseph will... We, we're doing this on a Google Drive, which mm-hmm. is great, because then we can be t- writing at the same time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he makes stuff up, and I'll go, there's going to come a point when you need to stick to the script because more words are not better. Right, right. And, you know, and be an actor. And some of what Joseph wants to tell everybody what he's feeling, I was like, show them because that's the big thing. Show, don't tell, and let the audience sort of experience that. Us that. And by us. the way, I do do that, so the show's really good. Oh, I, yeah. you know I what? Because you guys it. are yeah. extremely talented people. Yeah. I think this show's going to be phenomenal, and you've got yeah. the great talent of the low and, part of the right. day. Yeah. And all of the phenomenal. stuff, and we are doing, this is, um, we're using cover tunes, so people will recognize the songs. Yes. And again, with the band and everything, and it's really fun how we've been able to sort of weave them into the story, and Joseph sounds amazing. And again, we had rehearsal last night. I keep going, how does your voice feel? How does your voice feel and at every rehearsal his voice is just getting stronger and stronger because that's that thing you have to literally you have to find your literal voice and your metaphoric voice and settle into it and yeah so it's it's going to be really fun so you guys are friends obviously yes and you go you've been friends for a long time we met doing tony and tina's wedding and so were you with melissa peterman when she was i replaced melissa yeah yeah, i was with melissa though yeah yeah Yeah, i replaced her when she was going out to la to be a big star yeah and so there was all this pressure you know because we were tall blondes yeah but you did it i did it that's right i did it that was so funny yeah it really was fun and it was such that i tell people is such um as actors a lot of times you just are freelancers you get 1099 income and that was w-2 income yeah. and for actors that's unheard of it was so wonderful. many people bought houses Thank during you, that Sandy time yeah, yeah that's when yeah. i bought my house because you have to be able to show income and if you're just a jobber you know yeah yeah if you're just a jobber you can't even show income history so i know a lot of people got married they had kids they bought houses during that time so mm-hmm. and, and was, i met joseph that's and it right. Was great. so this show is called guts and gratitude a Wid- widower's cabaret um, go to the link that we posted on the Lori and Julia show page, or you can, um, where else could they get it? That's they, it. Um, isn't it. Through the link, they yeah. go to the Paul James Pfeiffer foundation.org and hit on events. It's there. Yeah. Go or to just our go, to our link. Link. Go, go to our link. link. Go to the link. Go to the show easier. page links. I know next time I create a foundation, it'll be, have a shorter name. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, but but you yeah. guys, this so is it's a four night thing. Mm-hmm. It's a four night thing. The 26th, we have a matinee for those that don't like to drive at night. Yes, twenty okay. sixth, twenty seventh, and twenty eighth at 
Uh, doors open at 6.30 for cocktails, and the show event starts at 7.30. And on the 29th, doors open at 1, and the show event starts at 2 p.m. Okay, so when you say, so this this theater, the North Garden Theater, has people can get refreshments mm-hmm. and yes. can get food? Mm-hmm. Correct. So oh. there's like a social hour beforehand. Love and it's, that. that theater is owned by some other actor friends of ours that we met. And Tony and Tina's wedding. All those years ago. And they bought this and rehabbed this theater, which Ryan is Ryan and Tina North, space. they're wonderful yeah. people. Yeah. How fun. What yeah. is Doing. Oh, what am I doing? Oh, yeah. So that's okay. important to say. So Lori's grand. Gonna... I'm in this show and I have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing. I'm like ready to. So I have a question for Lori and Grant. Should we tell her? No. Oh, yes. Yes. I know. She's, yeah. she's hosting. You're, you're emceeing. So MC. you, you introduce the show to the audience. Your favorite thing, Lori. Uh, do, will I do I have a script? Yes, you'll have a script. Okay, it's all I can read. This okay. is what we say. Yes. We say scripted to your comfort level because okay. you, I mean, you've been on the radio for 21 you years. This is, okay. just some you guys might not know this about me, but of the two of us, Julia is the MC. Okay. I don't like it. And Lori's <laughs> night and that she's going to be I'm there. I'm getting high notes and you're emceeing. What Everybody's night is Lori there? What night is Lori there? Saturday Saturday Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and on Thursday we have uh, uh, Thursday we have uh, Lauren Lemanchik from the anchor at Care Eleven is seeing, yes. and on Friday and Sunday it's uh, AJ Mansoor from K Fan, yes, who happens to be my nephew. Too. Okay, so oh, that I didn't know that. Well. Fun, yeah, that's cool. And, and then, then me Saturday, and then Lori's on Saturday, maybe Correct. with a special guest. We don't know. Oh, yeah, well, I would I, love it if you brought a special guest. We well, don't know. We I. Don't, I'm supposed to be Barbie at a Halloween party. You Can I come bring as a Barbie? Yeah. You should yeah. come as Barbie. Barbie. I think mean, that's fantastic. It's about and bring fun. bring Ken. Okay. Yeah. And I have a Ken doll. Just bring, I mean, a, I have a bring real extra life. makeup because some of it might run. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I know. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> All right, so I, you guys will give it. I have a light script to follow. You have a light and, script to follow. And thank you for doing the work that you've done with this bill yeah, because no you kidding. are protecting... Your fellow Minnesotans. And I wanted Thank to you. clarify, too. So many people worked really hard You're on right. this bill. Thank you. So it was, it's not like I, you know, you I came up picked with the it. bill I'm up just and climbed the Capitol stairs right. yeah. during a thunderstorm or something like but that. But you become the face of it. And yeah. as you say, that's oftentimes you need somebody who's willing to go out and tell the story. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I remember when that happened to Paul. I was just absolutely heartbroken, you know, because yeah. I was like... Those are our friends. Yeah, it was and then and very you and, and yeah. when you go back and like on Care Eleven, they talk yeah. about it, and it happens to a lot of people. It, so yes. yeah, but it was in the news a lot. You're gonna have Thank so you. much fun. Guts we and are. gratitude. A widower's cabaret. Go to the Lo J Show page and get your tickets and find out information. So great to see you thank again. You so much. Congratulations. So much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good to see you. Oh my grosh. <laughs> Let's go to grosh.